are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are going to be projecting the D-backs starting lineup and their rotation. It's not even necessarily, you know, who I think it's going to be based off reports. Some of it's based off reports. Some of it's also just based off my feeling, my personal preference. So it's a little bit of a mix of both of them. So we'll get into the lineup, the rotation, and then it's going to be muted Monday since the regular season is almost upon us. We're back to five days a week talking locked on Diamondbacks. So that means we're rolling out some new games. We used to do this back on the pod uh, back, you know, uh, months ago, we used to do this on the pod. So we're bringing it back. Muted Monday, starting with today. That basically means we're going to be looking at headlines from the past weekend. And we're going to decide whether we should mute those headlines or turn that baby up. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I want to have a guest on here. It's going to be called Talk To Me Tuesdays and Talk To Me Thursdays. For tomorrow's pod, I'm going to be playing a segment recorded between the Lockdown Mets host Ryan and I, where we talk about Taiwan Walker and a little bit about the D-backs offseason. So stay tuned for that on Tuesday. On Thursday, I'm hoping to get Zach Buchanan, Zach Buchanan of The Athletic on the pod. He breaks down and covers all things D-backs, so be on the look for that chat. Wednesday just going to be kind of a freestyle day, not really anything. And then Fridays is going to be Fastball Fridays. I come in with maybe I have a hot take or just some thoughts about the D-backs in general. Usually it's a little bit hotter than normal. That's why it's called Fastball Fridays because I'm bringing the heat. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20 for a discount on your next order. Now, let's jump right into it, guys. And let's project that D-back starting lineup because I got some thoughts when it comes to the D-back starting lineup. And you guys might disagree with me. Some of it's as I some of this, as I said, is based off the reports, but some of this is also personal preference. So let's start it off with my leadoff hitter. It's gonna be Tim LeCastro Manning center field. We know Ketzel Marte is gonna be fluid in terms of his positioning this season. Tori Lavello has talked about it, but Opening day, I probably want to see Tim LeCastro, your standard, I guess, center fielder, your typical center fielder, as opposed to some of the other options on the D-backs roster. He most fits aligned to what a center fielder is, I guess, supposed to be. Can't tell Marte could definitely play center field, but 
Tim LeCastro is more of the prototype, and he's got the speed, which I really like. He can play some defense. He can hopefully hit some more triples. That's what they're going to try to work on this year. They want to raise his power just a little bit just by going for more singles to doubles, more doubles to triples. So Tim LeCastro is going to be batting leadoff for me because I enjoy him. I think he's fun to watch because of all the times he gets hit by a pitch and just overall, I think he's the prototypical leadoff guy, the prototypical center fielder. So I'm putting Tim LeCastro in my leadoff spot. Batting second, I'm going to have Cole Calhoun. And that might seem a little weird just because we know Cole Calhoun was the best power hitter on his team last year. He had 16 home runs, I believe, last season. And he was just an, uh, an absolute stud, a tank for this D-backs team. He by far had the most power. His OPS suggested so with an 864 OPS. 16 home runs as I mentioned but you guys might not know this Cole Calhoun actually led this team batting leadoff last year he played more games in the leadoff spot than any other player on this roster so I think if we just move him back just one slot put Tim LeCastro that speedster batting leadoff then you have Cole Calhoun as your power thumper batting behind him that could be an easy two RBI situation right there so I love Cole Calhoun as my number two hitter number three we're going with a guy who batted number three most more than anybody else on this roster last season and that is Ketel Marte Ketel Marte at least in 2019, had the power that a Cole Calhoun has demonstrated. He was a 32 home run guy back in 2019. He's not a speedster, but he can definitely move on the base, base paths. He can steal you probably close to double digits with at least 10. Not necessarily a speedster, but if Ketel Marte can get back to that 2019 version when he finished fourth in MVP voting, then your 1-2-3 combination to start the game is going to be pretty deadly. At least I think you're going to have the speed with LeCastro, the power the power with Cole Calhoun, and then a little bit of both with Ketel Marte. And the difference with Ket between a Ketel Marte and a guy like Cole Calhoun is he can hit for power and he can hit for average. He's a better contact hitter. So Ketel Marte is going to be batting third for me. Number four, we're going to have a guy who you might not even realize led this team in batting fourth last season, and that is David Peralta. David Peralta is going to be batting fourth for me in my fictional opening day lineup. This guy was really solid last year for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He batted 300 on the season. His OBP could be a little bit higher, but still, 339 is still a lot better than some of the dudes on the roster. And the thing with David Peralta last year that you might not realize, he was really good with the runners in scoring position. And as my leadoff hitter, that's what I need. Last year with the runners in scoring position, Peralta batted 361, had a 795 OPS, which is not you know ridiculously high because he didn't have a crazy slugging he had no home runs with runners in scoring position but obp 370 so peralta he can definitely come through for you in the clutch so because of that i'm going with david peralta as my number four hitter my number five hitter i have to go with christian walker this guy I think has become kind of underrated for the D-backs because he was pretty good for them last year offensively. He still got some raw pop to him. He was a 
20 plus home run guy back in 2019 so if he's batting fifth i know i'm gonna get some pop i know i'm gonna get some power uh he can definitely still improve in some other areas he could raise his batting average a little bit higher for me he's only a career 253 hitter but 2020 he was a 271 hitter his obp was 333 which is okay but with the ops of 79 792 he just has to get a little bit better at getting on base probably hit a few more doubles and then this guy's an absolute stud for you as your fifth hitter because he was 29 home runs in 2019 he was 73 rbi so we need his we need him to come through just a little bit more in the rbi department that's probably his biggest weakness if i had to say batting fifth he doesn't come through nearly as much as you might think with the rbis but still batted 290 last year with runners in scoring position with a 347 obp and an 831 ops i'm definitely going to take that but he could be switched to number six in the batting order depending on how this guy does to start the season because i'm putting right now eduardo escobar as my number six hitter but that can change because escobar i think does have a higher upside than a christian walker and that's just evident by his 2019 season back in 2019 eduardo escobar led the national league in triples batted 270 his op his obp was only 320 but still had a 831 ops because he had 35 home runs 118 ribbies and this guy was an absolute stud in 2019 but the same couldn't be said for eduardo escobar in 2020 in 2019 eduardo escobar batted 287 with runners in scoring position with a 350 obp just about and in 2020 that went the opposite way for eduardo escobar he only batted 212 you know on the season not in runner not with the runners in scoring position but on the season he only batted 212 a 270 obp so that's just not going to be good enough as uh you know a player in general you just not at all not any kind of player can you have an obp of 270 that just doesn't work in baseball at all so he definitely has to work at get work on getting on base a lot more than he did in 2020 because he just did not do it nearly enough and his runners in scoring position 2020 batted 213 and a 633 OPS. It's just not the normal Eduardo Espar that we're used to seeing after seeing his 2018 and 2019 season with the D-backs where he put together two really solid seasons for the team. He came over from the Twins midseason, had a really strong, uh, you know, few months with the D-backs where he had eight home runs in 54 games. Then, of course, the next season he had that career year in 2019. And he's still pretty young, only 32 years old. So right now, I'm going to have Christian Walker slotted into my fifth spot. But I could definitely see Eduardo Espar taking over, uh, moving up a slot to the fifth spot and switching with Christian Walker, depending if he does have a bounce back season. So Eduardo Espar is definitely someone i'm keeping a close eye on at least in the early parts of the 2021 season my number seven hitter is gonna be nick ahmed i think this guy was pretty underrated last year i think he was one of the better diamondbacks players and like again like with a david peralta nick ahmed was just solid with runners in scoring position and i don't think people really gave nick ahmed enough credit honestly for his offense last season it wasn't like he was 
you know, some, uh, it wasn't like it was Carlos Correa or anything insane. He wasn't Xander Bogarts at shortstop. He wasn't one of these crazy, you know, all-star level players that we see in shortstop, playing shortstop nowadays. But still, Nick Ahmed was very solid for this team last year. And he batted 308 with runners in scoring position and had a 410 OBP, a 1006 OPS with runners in scoring position. So who knows if, Nick Ahmed starts the season hot and Escobar starts the season cold. Maybe Ahmed moves up to that number six spot. He put Escobar in that number seven hole. But right now, Escobar six, Nick Ahmed seven for me. And coming in at number eight, it's going to be Carson Kelly. Catcher. Normally, catchers are not going to bat that high in your lineup anyway. But Carson Kelly... He's different than a lot of catchers. He has the offensive upside to be a number six, number five hitter in your lineup. And he showed the pop in 2019 with those 18 home runs. But 2020 was really disappointing for Carson Kelly. So if he can get back on track, because I talked about this on last week's pod, it is I talked about this on last Friday's pod. It could be Carson Kelly's make or break season. So hopefully he bounces back in a big way. And that's what we need from a lot of these D-back sitters. Because if you just go up and down the lineup, we need Tim LaCastro to be a, a solid, you know, possibly everyday player. Can tell Martez to get back to at least 90% of that 2019 form. Gold Calhoun, if he's the same version he was in 2020, I think I'll be pretty happy with that. David Peralta, just need to see some more pop from him. He didn't show a lot of that last year and just get on base a little bit more. Christian Walker is pretty good last year. Just get on base a little bit more. Overall, I don't have a lot of gripes with Christian Walker. Eduardo Escobar, of course, he has a lot of issues coming off that 2020 season. Has to get in better shape, has to hit for average, has to hit for power, has to get on base. So Escobar has a lot of question marks for me. Nick Ahmed, if he does in 2021 what he did last season, I'm going to be pretty happy with Nick Ahmed, honestly. And then Carson Kelly, he has to get back to that 2019 version of himself where he did look like you know, a real offensive weapon at catcher. So a lot of question marks surrounding this D-backs lineup. But if a lot of things break right, it could be a pretty, you know, impressive lineup. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, a top five lineup in baseball, but I could see them being a possible top five to seven lineup in the National League. If you get a couple of bounce back seasons from the bigger players like a Eduardo Escobar and a Ketel Marte. So I'm going to have my eyes on this D-backs team early in the season. Of course I am. I mean, I'm the locked on Diamondbacks guy, but I'm definitely going to be watching Eduardo Escobar and see how he comes into this season compared to last year. Now we'll get into the rotation for the Arizona Dimebacks and who I think should be in that one through five slot. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. We're covering everything you need to know about the Diamondbacks, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Braskowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's project that starting rotation. Guys, remember, this is now a three-segment podcast, so you're going to hear this segment, and then I'm going to have one more for you guys later in the podcast. That's where Muted Mondays comes in. So, guys, longer podcasts now. They're going to be in that 25-minute range. So I just want to let you guys know that as we continue this in the future. But now, let's get right into it and let's project our Diamondback starting rotation. Number one, our ace, the guy who's going to be there opening day, barring injury, Zach Gallen. This one is, I don't think anyone else would have any other answer. Zach Gallen has been a beast ever since he came over to the Arizona Dimebacks. Longest streak to start your career of allowing three earned runs or fewer. He didn't give up more than three earned runs until like his 24th start in baseball. He had 23 consecutive starts allowing three earned runs or fewer. So, Zach Allen is an absolute stud. He was a tank last year. I thought he should have been higher in Cy Young voting. He really only had a couple of bad outings, and one of them wasn't even on him. It was he left with, you know, runners. He left with runners on the base path, and the reliever came in and gave up a couple of runs. So I don't even really put that one on Zach Allen. But based off last season, this is our Lord and Savior, pretty much. Don't want to get sacrilegious here, but we love Zach Allen on this podcast. And we will go as far as Zach Allen takes us, so he's going to be our ace on opening day, and that should absolutely surprise no one. Our number two starter, I think you kind of have to go with Madison Bumgarner. I'm going with Bumgarner mostly because of his salary and the experience. He's still only 31 years old, so it's not like Madison Bumgarner is some old fart. This guy should still have enough left in the tank. But based off last season, uh, I mean, he was he, he he's not giving me a lot of confidence heading into this this 2021 season. He's making 19 million dollars too, way more than anybody else on the roster. So I think also because of the money, he has to be the number two starter. The D-backs want to see their return on investment. And, you know, he had a, a couple good outings, I guess, to end the year. His last two starts weren't too bad at least by Madison Bumgarner standards when you look at the rest of the season but his second to last start five innings no earned runs seven strikeouts one walk and then his last start five innings no earned run four strikeouts no walk so you got to like those last two starts and hopefully he can build on that momentum and in four of his last five starts he gave up two earned runs or fewer so Hopefully he can build on that momentum heading into this season because I was not impressed by Madison Bumgarner, mostly by that fastball. It was below 90 miles an hour, uh, below 90 miles an hour on average. I think it was only sitting about 89, 88 miles per hour on average last season. I don't think that's really going to go up this year, but if he can work on locating his pitches better, it's all about location and command. You don't need the speed and the velocity if you can locate your pitches. So we'll see a massive and Bumgarner can work on that this season. My number three starter for the D-backs, it's kind of like what I was saying with Madison Bumgarner and your return on investment. I'm going to have to go with Luke Weaver because this guy, I believe, was the headliner in the Paul Goldschmidt trade. He really lived up to expectations his first season with the D-backs, but hasn't done much since or really even before his best season prior to coming to the D-backs. He had a 3-8-8 ERA in 10 starts with the Cardinals. But the other two years, a 4-9-5 ERA in 2018, and a 5.7 ERA in 2016. So it wasn't like he showed 
immense flashes. He showed flashes on the mound, but looking at his ERA, you wouldn't know that. Then in 2019, he comes to the D-backs, a 2.94 ERA, 9.7 strikeouts per nine. He was really good for the D-backs that season. Only two walked per nine innings, but in 2020, he led the National League in losses, which is not entirely on him because the D-backs couldn't hit for anything, but a 6.58 ERA, he couldn't go deep into rotations at all. If you look at Luke Weaver's game log, not a lot of games where he went deep into the ball game. If you look at his game log, he had three games where he pitched into the sixth inning. But he had no games, or I, I should say he had three games where he, where he recorded an out in the sixth inning. But he had no games where he finished or completed at least six innings of baseball. The most he completed was five and two thirds. And he didn't even have another start where he went that deep into the ball game. So Luke Weaver just has to go deeper into the ball game. He can't allow these relievers to come in and, and pitch so early in these games. So for Luke Weaver, he definitely has to work on his control and command and just go deeper into the ball game. My number four starter, Merrill Kelly. And for Kelly, is coming off that thoracic outlet surgery. Hopefully he's healthy. He was pitching today. And if he's healthy, this guy was dynamo for the D-backs last year. He wasn't a strikeout artist, only 8.3 strikeouts per nine, but when you talk about control and command, this guy just had it last year. Only 1.4 walks per nine. He never gave up home runs. It felt like he only gave up five home runs and 31 starts. And this guy was just a stud. 2.59 year Ray. If it wasn't Zach Allen on the mound, if I saw Merrill Kelly on the mound, I had confidence that we were at least going to be in the game. I don't know how our offense was going to do, but I at least had a confidence that we were going to be in the game, you know, maybe down two runs. So, Merrill Kelly, I think, has to be the number four starter. And if he looks like the Merrill Kelly from last season, hey, he might be my number two starter by by month two of the MLB season. And then my number five starter that I want might be a controversial take, but I want Corbin Martin as my number five starter. And we know he's going to be battling for the number five starter in spring training. And guys, I do want to say my projected batting lineup, my projected rotation, all this is pre-spring training pretty much. We had one game in yesterday. There's a game going on today as I was recording the pod, but this is all pretty much pre-spring training. I'm going to do this again once spring training ends and you know, I might have a, a change in heart, a change in my mindset, but right now Corbin Martin is going to be my number 5 starter. He's expected to fight for a rotation spot. Uh Aram Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects spoke highly of him, and this guy was a top five prospect in the Astros organization. He used to be a top 100 prospect in all of baseball in 2019 before Tommy John's surgery, so we know he has upside, and I'm going to roll with Corbin Martin as my number five starter. So my rotation, Zach Allen, number one, Bumgarner, two, Weaver, three, Kelly, four, and then Corbin Martin to round out my top five. Now, we'll get into that new game, Muted Mondays, here on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Bilt Bars is because I'm a health-conscious guy. I try to go to the gym when I can, but 
I also have a sweet tooth and Bilt Bar actually tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKEDON20, you could get 20% off at BiltBar.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's wrap up the pod with Muted Mondays. So basically, I'm going to say a headline or a topic and we're going to decide to mute it, turn that baby off, or are we going to turn that baby all the way up? So let's start with the first headline and it's should we be concerned with Zach Gallon's performance? Zach Allen wasn't particularly too sharp yesterday, still didn't allow any earned runs, uh, walked two people, struck out one person, but his first inning out there had to be rolled over. New spring training rule, if your pitcher hits 20 pitches in the inning, you could just end the inning, so that happened with Zach Allen, and Gallen was just a little bit upset with himself. He's a perfectionist. He wanted to be in quote-unquote mid-season form already, but Considering Zach Allen's track record, his two year, his two seasons with the D-backs, I'm not going to be concerned at all with Zach Allen until we get to the regular season and he starts faltering. I have the utmost confidence in Zach Allen's ability. Oh, and I forgot to do a critical part of uh, Muted Mondays. So let's rewind real quick. And let's ask the question again. Should we be concerned with Zach Allen's performance? We're going to mute that headline because, as I already said, we're not going to be concerned with Zach Gallon's performance. I just had to say mute it, and I wanted to put that in there be, uh, real quick because it's muted Mondays, and we got to say whether we mute the headline or we're going to turn that baby up. So we're muting the Zach Gallon headline. Next up is J.B. Burskakis, the real deal, and I want to turn that headline up because J.B. Burskakis, if you guys didn't see, was pretty impressive in yesterday's game. He only came in for one inning, struck out two, a quick one, two, three inning. Just, uh, you know, really solid in what he, you know, in his performance. And this is a guy who Aram Lane of Locked On MLB Prospects had some high esteem and respect for. So if Aram Lane likes uh, J.B. Berskakis, then I'm going to like J.B. Berskakis. And remember, he was part of that exact Granky trade as well. Another top five prospect in the Astros organization. So this guy on paper should be the real deal. And in the quick spring training outing he had yesterday, he at least looked like the real deal. He's expected to come out the bullpen this season for the D-backs. And they need more bullpen arms right now. Soria, uh, Tyler Clippard, Kevin Ginkle, Riley Smith. And then who else do you have? There's Stefan Crying. That's already five guys. They're going to need some more arms in that bullpen. And I'm saying J.B. Berskakis. Well, we already know J.B. Berskakis is going to be in the bullpen. At least that's what it seems like right now. He's going to be at least a sixth option, probably a Riley Smith as well. So I like J.B. Berskakis. I think he's going to be a real deal. And he could be a potential real weapon out the D-backs bullpen this season. Still a pretty young player in baseball. So I like J.B. Berskakis. I'm turning up the headline. He is going to be a contributor for the D-backs in the 2021 season. And then the last headline I have from Muted Mondays. 
Offense was one for nine with runners in scoring position. Should we pre- should we be concerned? I'm gonna mute that headline because runners in scoring position wasn't the issue for the D-backs the last season. Yes, the D-backs didn't score runs in general, but in terms of runners in scoring position, the D-backs might be better than you think last season. They were 11th in batting average with runners in scoring position, and they were act and that's in the whole baseball, not even the National League. So they were 11th in average in all of baseball with runners in scoring position. They finished 12th in actual runs with runners in scoring position. So they were a pretty middle of the pack team when it comes to runners in scoring position. So that wasn't really the issue for them. The issue was hitting and scoring runs every other aspect of the game. When runners weren't in scoring position, just getting on base was a struggle. So whenever they did have a guy on second, they were actually pretty solid in that scenario. But if there wasn't anyone on base, they weren't good at putting dudes on base. They weren't good at getting singles. They weren't good at hitting home runs. So a lot of other areas of a baseball game, the D-backs just weren't good. And fundamentals of offense, the D-backs just weren't good. And But runners in scoring position, they were better than you might have expected. So in terms of the headline of should we be worried about the offense with runners in scoring position, I don't think so. But should we be worried about the offense in general? Yes, because if the D-backs don't get some bounce-back seasons, if Eduardo Espar is as bad as he was last year, if the 2019 version of Ketel Marte was an outlier, then this D-backs team is going to struggle heavily in 2021, but I at least think Ketel Marte will have a bounce-back season in store for him next year, and I'm hoping Eduardo Espar has as well. Come back for tomorrow's pod because it's going to be Talk to Me Tuesday. So I'm going to be talking to the host of Locked On Mets about Taiwan Walker, a little bit about the D-backs offseason. And remember, don't forget to check out Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball's encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 or look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!